Welcome back to Chicago Tomahawk. I'm Mike and I got my YMA Matt with me. And today we're going to talk about centers, Brandon Hagel's three-year extension, uh, Troy Murray news, and Kirill Kaprizov possibly going to the KHL. So first and foremost, I'd like to thank everybody that's listening. We really appreciate it. Uh, Thank you for following us on Twitter. Uh, If you're a first-time listener, welcome to the show. And uh, we're going to get right into it. So we've already done goalies, defensemen, and wingers. And I'm going to jump in and we're going to do centers. So most of the guys who took face-offs last year were Dylan Strom, Pius Suter, Ryan Carpenter, Kirby Dock, and David Kemp. Now, um, I guess I'll, I'll read some statistics too. Dylan Strom, for instance, his uh, his faceoff percentage was 40, 47%. So he took about uh, 223 faceoffs and he won 198 of them. Uh, we got Suter. We'll, we'll just start with Strom. Matt. He won 47% of his faceoffs, which really isn't too bad. David Camp was at a 52%. Uh, but it seemed like uh, they didn't really play Strom. I mean, they at the beginning of the year, they played Strom at the, at the center because we had any choice. But as the year went on, you know, he saw less and less time at center. How would you grade him at center? D. Mm. Just because he was given a great opportunity and he did not go with it. He... Um, you know, we we've mentioned it before. He really benefited from Taves being ill, Doc breaking his wrist, and he was put in a position to succeed, and uh, he didn't. He, I mean, I think the first game he was our first line guy, and he was with DeBrinket and Kane, I believe, and I think he scored the first game. Was it? I think he yeah. scored the first. That was goal, a wraparound. That was at yeah. like. One minute in the game, right? There was just not. It seemed like real. Like there was no chemistry with the guys. They just weren't feeling each other. And I just don't think he's the type of player to play with Kaner and Debrinket. Right. So, and you know he had a very up and down year. I mean, like he would score some goals, go cold another seven games with nothing, gets healthy, scratched, maybe an injury, and. Just too much inconsistency for what they wanted from him, and uh, I'm I got to give him a D. Yeah, I'm going to give him a D minus, and that's because he had this golden opportunity to, you know, to play. You know, the big dog was not in; he was not playing, and uh, and and Kirby Doc was not playing, and he totally did not take advantage of this opportunity. If anything, he showed that his his worth. And um, and I don't think that he's really worth much to the team, uh, especially of the team that we have now. So I'm going to give him a D minus, um, even with his what is this one two? He was like third best faceoff percentage on the team. So um, that's not saying much. <laughs> yeah, it's not. That's not saying much at all. So yeah, he gets a D minus. Let's move Ouch. off to Suter, forty two percent at the faceoff dot, uh, three hundred fifty nine. Faceoffs lost, two hundred sixty-six one. I thought that he played better than what the statistics show. A lot of times when I saw him, uh, he was winning faceoffs. So, um, 
And he actually, I thought that he just really played well. Considering he got this big deal from Detroit with these numbers, I'm actually kind of surprised. So what the numbers show you on paper doesn't exactly show you who the player is on the ice. So I'm going to give... Um, I'm going to give Suter a C plus because I think that he played well with what he had. And, um, and I haven't really seen the best of him. You know, this is his first year and um, I, I don't really have anything to comp- to compare it to. So I'm going to give him a C plus. What about you, Matt? I'm going to give him a B minus. I thought his first season, I thought he, you know, he was a big surprise and I know they said he was an MVP of the league. He was in, uh, before the NHL and I thought that he you know he showed up in some games and he was a huge factor I think he got a couple hat tricks I know against Detroit one of them his new team uh, <laughs> but that just tells you something though if Stevie Y wants you that's probably a good thing like you're you're obviously a good player because he's a pretty patient GM and um, you know he, he'll pull the trigger if something's gonna make his club better and I was a little disappointed that uh, we didn't bring him back, but thinking about it, we we just don't have the room. Maybe I mean now we 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 got uh, Tyler Johnson. I realistically, I'd I'd rather have Tyler Johnson than Suter. So I mean that's just the way it goes. Sometimes you gotta find a new home. Yeah, especially when you put it, you know, when you want to compare it to to um, Tyler Johnson, because I mean Tyler Johnson is great right now, but I think Suter is going to come into his own in probably two years and, and have a longer career starting from today go, moving forward. But um, it looks like Stan wants to go for it. So what did he make? What was his money contract in Detroit? Do you know? What is he making now? Yeah. Yeah. What did they give him? I thought it was three years. Um, I thought it was three years, six million. Wow. That's... Let, me, let me double check. Because that is that would be very high, and I don't blame Stan if it was the case. But if it was like a three to four million, oh, I'm sorry, like, it was a two year, three point two five million a season. Three point oh, let's see. man, that's not bad. That's right where I would probably think he would be getting. Yeah. So Stevie Y again, another steal. Yeah, I that think, was uh, that's a that's great money. Move. Yeah. Moving on to Ryan Carpenter. He took uh, he took sixty five uh, faceoffs, uh, lost one sixty one of them. He had a forty eight percent forty eight percent at the dot. At the dot. Um, I saw him a lot at playing center, but this doesn't really show really the you know um, I would probably say the impact that Ryan Carpenter had on on his line. Um, he essentially won faceoffs when he needed to win them, and he wasn't a defensive liability. I would give Carpenter, uh, considering what he is and, and and how he played and the line that he played on a fourth line grinder role, I'd give him a a, a B minus. Man, I thought that he played well. Um, he didn't make too many defensive mistakes, and he ch- uh, and he did chip in uh, offensively uh, time to time. Not much, but he did what he was he was supposed to do. Yeah, I'm gonna give him a B minus as well. I thought he, uh, I think he played 40 games. I think he had a, around five points. Uh, but he, you know, he does the the small stuff. You know, the the stuff that goes unnoticed, like blocking shots, killing penalties. You know, starting the shift off with a big hit and you know, get getting momentum. Starting in the defensive zone. 
Yeah, and just uh, he, you know, like you said, he doesn't. He's not going to cause goals against us. He's he's going to go out and you know throw his body around and just work hard. Hard working guy, character guy. These are type players you need. You need a fourth line guy that you know can do all this stuff. Utility guy. Right. And uh, I I think a B minus is good for him. He's a uh, you know he's obviously not going to ever get a big contract in the league, but he he's kind of reminds me of a Marcus Kruger. Maybe not as good, but he's you know he's he works hard and you know I'm I'm glad that uh, Seattle didn't grab him because I had a feeling that they might really just because, I, yeah I, I thought he was a better option than that Quinville guy obviously I but. think so too <laughs> and uh, yeah I mean I think he B minus is B minus C plus would be perfect for him and I'm glad he's back with us I think he our fourth line is going to even be better right so a little bit of the disappointment but. I think rightfully so because considering he's coming off of a, a a wrist surgery, Kirby Doc was forty percent at the line. I remember one one game he couldn't win a faceoff to save his life. He went uh, one hundred and fourteen for one seventy seven of them. Um, yeah, Kirby. I hope that it was just an injury. He said that he was having some wrist pain, so I think that could have had something to do with it too. He didn't have a off season. I mean, he didn't have an off season to uh, to really work on his uh, work on his face offs and then go straight into the right into the season. You know, he got uh, he got hurt in the off season last year, so uh, it was it was tough to hear. But uh, hopefully, he's working on his face offs this year so that he can grow into that uh, number two and possibly. Hopefully that number one center role uh, in the future. Uh, I'm going to give him a. Uh, I'm going to give him a C plus. Yeah, I'm going to give. I mean, I would give him a C plus too, but it's kind of an incomplete. For yeah, me. I I would rather. I I'd like to see him play game one through eighty two. I want to see what this kid has a full season. And a healthy season. I'm not a call up or a, you know like his first year. I think we we didn't know what we wanted to do with him yet. And I'm honestly surprised that they even played him last year. I and, am too. And I think it was kind of a mistake, and they they were asking too much. But we were desperate. We didn't have anybody. Dylan Strom wasn't getting the job done, and Suter was new. Uh, so they were hoping Doc would carry us, but. It's it's hard to it's hard to grade Doc because you, you see flashes of like whoa what a pass you know like wow he just carried the puck up and went through the whole team on that one but he's still young I I don't think it would be fair to give him a grade yet I I think after next season if he's playing the full season would be fair but I'm excited for him there's a lot of a lot of hype with him so let's see if he can deliver for us and on to our rock. And also uh, recently signed. Where did he go, David Kemp? Uh, Toronto. Toronto. Brutal. Uh, David Kemp was 52% at the dot. He took. Um, he lost 367 faceoffs, and he won 410. So um, That's a lot of faceoffs. A lot and of lot, faceoffs. And all of them were the first shift of overtime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were. Uh, David Kemp, man, uh, to be honest with you, I'm going to give him a B plus. I think that he went above and beyond. And you know, you know. To be honest with you, man, for his role, I'm gonna give him an A minus. I think that he went above and beyond. Above him from his uh, 
from what he was supposed to be. He was just to be a fourth line grinder, you know, and he, you know, he won faceoffs. He shut down, you know, he did the best that he could to shut down the other team. And he did a, a good job while he was out there. I mean, at one point they were practically calling him out to take every single faceoff. Then he's, you know, trying to skate off for a break before he has to come yeah, on for another shift. That's pathetic. Yeah. You know, it was, it, it was brutal. And I, I think that he, I think that he did, did a wonderful job. Um, as the, as as really the only guy on the team that could win a faceoff, and um, I think that he he played really well. Uh, I think he's definitely going to fit in on that on that Toronto team as a depth guy because they they sorely need it up there. And um, I, and yeah, I'd, I'd give him an A minus for for going above and beyond duty this year. So I'll give him an A for faceoffs, but uh, stat wise, I'm going to give him a C minus because he didn't. Really we'll give him an produce. all an, an around grade because we're not giving like multiple grades. Well, it's hard, because, but uh, I mean, I guess I'd have to give him a C because the faceoffs were great. Um, the the points were not good. The production wasn't there, and I know that's not everything. But uh, I did he get paid? I don't even think that's what is. I mean, let me see. He got paid, I think, and I think Stan. Uh, Wanted to let him walk because they maybe didn't want to go to arbitration or couldn't agree on anything. Deal. I just got, yeah yeah one point one point five million. Yeah, that's I know that's that's not much, but for no, a guy not. who's not putting up many points, it's like wait, man, you're you're getting paid just for faceoffs. Like I said, I if it was determined on faceoffs, I'd hey, you got an A because our team sucked and you were the only guy that could do anything for us. Uh, but yeah, the points weren't there, and I think they were actually I know zero. Foley, it's zero offensive production. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean Foley was you know saying, oh, this guy can't buy a goal. You know, it just would never go in for him. And yeah, he he got some opportunities, but you know, not much. But yeah, I, we'll give him a C. And good luck in Toronto. You're never gonna win a cup because uh, <laughs> they they're just not gonna win. Yeah, they're paying three guys too much money, and there's like like David Camp has to be like their third line center at that price. It's it, it'll never work. Just look at the Blackhawks paying Taves and Kane ten point five a year. It just cripples teams. But now that looks cheap compared to what Toronto's doing. They're insane. Oh yeah. But good luck. And honestly, we got a deal, man. <laughs> no, well, because yeah, now those, we do because yeah. their uh, their their ten million deals they didn't last very long as as the highest as a lot highest paid. I think it was only yeah. one year. And we have three cups. They don't have shit. Yeah. So it's it's better for us. At least we got to see three championships, and they're they're not going to even win a playoff series. I I just don't see it happening. It's gonna be it's gonna be worse and worse every season. Wow. For those guys, I think that's just me. But like, but look at you're signing David Camp at one point five million to be a role player on that team. That's that's. I mean, they have no other choice because yeah. the money's just they can't fit in these guys. Right. But so mo- moving on to money, Brandon Hagel signed a three year extension for one point five million per year, which I think was a great signing. Definitely a show us what you can do kind of a deal. And I think that he's going to. Uh, I think that he's going to perform, man. I really like him. I think he's got a lot of upside. I'm high on him, and um, he's he's uh, he's. I think he's going to have a great year this year. And at 1.5 million, we got a deal. Love the deal. Three years, 1.5. That's crazy. It's David Camp money. 
I mean, it's yeah. And this guy, this guy could fly. He, um, I wish Vinny was here to play with him, but yeah, you know, we'll we'll find a role for him. He'll probably even play with better players, just because you know, speed kills. Does and um, I think that for th- he wants to be here. He loves he, he loves it here. I, I think it's going to work out great. And you know, I give Stan props because he's been he's been making some pretty good deals at fair prices and. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm. You know, we're not big Bowman guys, but I mean, this summer with the trades and the signings, he's he's done pretty good, in my opinion. Me too. Uh, we can we can close off with our our stand grade, uh, but Ooh. Troy Murray is um, released today that he has cancer and he's going to be fighting it. And uh, you know what? We just want to let him know, hey man, we're rooting for you. Uh, we'll keep you in our prayers. And uh, you know, he's he's a pretty tough guy. What which doesn't really matter with cancer, but I think that he's gonna he's gonna give it his all and and hopefully we see him um you know we see him back to calling games because uh I think he does a great job calling a Hawks game. Yeah, I think Troy's great. I met him at the first uh, fan convention and uh, he he signed Troy Murray and he goes Troy Murray the original nineteen <laughs> just just to joke around and he talked to me and my wife and uh, my uncle for about ten minutes just a class class act guy love the guy and i hope he has a speedy recovery man because he i think he'd be great when foley's gone i I think that uh him and john weideman would make good tv guys as well yeah they're both pretty damn good yeah i agree man i think that they're 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 great on the radio uh I, i i love listening to them and i think it might be just a natural progression for him to be honest with you yeah i think he he'd do a great job on there so Kirill Kaprizov, conundrum in Minnesota is they're trying to get this guy signed for another year, trying to get him signed to another contract, and there just seems to be some drama. He probably wants all the money in the world, but you know there isn't. Uh, I don't know if they don't just don't want to give it to him. You know he's threatening to go to, threatening to go play in Russia, but who wants to do that, especially at at his age and how much more money he can make in America? Do you think that there's any? that there's any validity to him really playing in Russia and not playing in, in Minnesota. It's the Russian thing. I don't know what, the, what the thing is. So you got uh Radulov, you had Kovalchuk do it and are oh, they going to go get paid? They're going to go get paid. Then they get bored and then they want to come back. It's well, like, yeah. Cause there's no competition these guys. For them there. I know they get bored. Learn from these guys. Radulov's done it twice. I think he was a big piece of that Nashville team. Back in the, uh, I think, what was it, the early 2000s? Uh, he was on Nashville when we played him, like 2010, I think. Yeah, he was. And he just ditched him. He's like, oh, I'm done. And then I'm yeah. going to come back. And then he comes back, and then he ends up going, I think, all over the place. And yeah, he, there was drama. I think he's still in Dallas. There was drama because he he was coming back, and then they were trying to get him into the lineup so he could play in the playoffs, but there was something going on with that. Yeah, that's garbage. Uh, I, 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 they need to stop this. Like, they, if they go to Russia, they're they're stuck. I think they should, they should like make a rule on that. I don't like the. I'm gonna go to Russia. Like Kovalchuk signs a 45 year deal. Yeah, what was it with New Jersey in like two years? He's like, I'm gone. That's garbage. At 10 million a year. Yeah, that's garbage. Because you remember he was making a boatload of money. Yeah, and he he signed to play with Zach Parise and. I guess Parise ended up walking and Kovalchuk's like, ah, I don't want to be here anymore. And so he left and 
That's just, it's a Russian thing, man. I don't get it. But this kid's, well, kid, kid was awesome to watch this year. I mean, I'm, I hate the wild. I, I think they're incredibly boring to watch. Yeah. This guy made them entertaining yeah, to he watch. Yeah, he did. He did. He was like a just a human highlight reel. Yeah, he was he was sick and and Matt Dumba's a good player and they they were like changing a little bit. They weren't the boring wild as usual, you know. I mean, they had, you know, they had some good players in their in their, you know, existence like Gabrick and uh, you know, I think they had Danny Heatley for a while. Yeah, they did. Marty Havlat went over sh- there. And- they were really shitty teams at the time, though. Yeah, they're in. I mean, they were a boring defensive team. They had Miku Koivu, and he's just, I'm going to shut you down. And it's just boring. And this this kid would bring the franchise back to life, I think. Yeah. But I mean, if Bill, I know Billy Guerin, he's doing some good stuff there. He's probably trying his hardest, but I mean, he it's not. He can't force the guy to want to play here, though. I wonder how much money he wants. I heard they were. Didn't you say they were offering him like seven million couple, yeah, for a couple I mean, years, like I'm, a bridge I'm deal? I'm wondering what he wants. He he wants double digits, obviously. Yeah, maybe it's nine not or fair. ten million. There there needs to be a rule uh, for your first contract. The next contract you take has to be another three year deal. Then you can get paid because these ridiculous uh, after my entry level contracts, I'm going to get eight years at nine million, and then I'm going to play two years and want to be traded. I mean, they need to stop that. It's interesting because let's take Dougie Hamilton, for instance. You know, he was in Boston for like three to four years, got traded, went to Calgary. He was there for about three years, went to Carolina. He's been in Carolina for, what, two years now? Yeah, he, I thought he would resign with those guys. He They, they loved him there. Two years, and then now he's in New Jersey, how long do you think he's in New Jersey before he gets traded? I'm saying maybe three or four years. Three years, maybe, maybe two. Who knows? But I, I don't know. If he, if he says he's there to win, he's full of it because he, he wanted to get paid. He had a huge, he has a very good, he had a very good chance to win with Carolina. Carolina is a very good team. You know, Jay Khan, he's obsessed with those guys. He's He's very high on the Hurricanes still. And I think the Hurricanes got better. I think they got two two good goalies now, Anderson and Ranta, with yeah. like for Anderson, less pressure. He doesn't have the Toronto media up his butt anymore. He's yeah. in Carolina where they probably cover the Hurricanes an hour a night, if that. Yeah. And watch him su- watch him surprise a lot of people and come back. And Dougie Hamilton's gonna be like, geez, I should have just stayed with those guys. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't see the I'm going to to New Jersey to win thing because I don't think that they're anywhere near winning, especially on the East Coast. No, in that division, like if they they might have got better, but so did the all the teams in front of you. So realistically, you're worse, you know. So I I think that Dougie Hamilton made a huge mistake. Uh, but you know what? He's making money. He's playing hockey for a living. He probably doesn't care. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he does. You know, uh, something we didn't get to. Get, uh, we didn't get into it with Jake, but we were kind of talking about the players developing. You know, and how young they are coming into the league, and how teeny how it's rough for teenagers to come in and and play in the league. And one. One instance that I want to use is uh, Jack Hughes, you know, because he came in as a number one draft pick 
And you know what, man? He hasn't done much. That dude is like, I think he's like 5'11", 170 pounds. Guy's tiny. You know, I and think he might be shorter than that. Really? Honestly. Yeah, I think. Yeah, he Well, look at. But that's the thing. These teams that do this, they don't have any other options. They got to they have to throw these guys in the fire. They they need the best chance they can, you know, to win the, to win a game and make be successful. New, New Jersey doesn't have anybody. I, he's like their only guy. And I think their captain is Nico Heischer. Another yeah. first round, I think another first round pick. I'm not sure overall, but I know he was in the first round. But they're, dude, they're not that good either. And the goaltending, Mackenzie Blackwood, I he's good, but I, is he going to be like the man there? I I don't see it. Yeah, I don't either. I mean, I honestly, I, I couldn't watch a New Jersey game. It's The last time I watched a New Jersey Devils game was probably when Scott Niedermeyer, Scott Stevens, and Marty Broder, uh, Patrick Elias were on the team. I, I just I couldn't name that many players on the team. So it's been like fourteen years then. <laughs> so yeah, late nineties. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, cool, man. Well, do you got anything else for him today? Uh, I just saw that uh, Carter Hart signed a three-year extension with Philly. I'm not sure if I like it. I, I don't know what to think about this guy. I mean, there's been like really, he's another hyped up guy. It's so hard to be a goalie in Philly. It just, they can, they can't find the guy. Yeah. I mean, since like Ron Hextall and they've, and, and they've even probably, then he wasn't the guy. <laughs> they've probably had since Ron Hextall, probably like 70 goalies play for them. And it's, they just can't find the right guy. But I mean, they're—I I guess they're—they have faith in this guy. They're hoping it works out. But he signed a pretty uh, cap-friendly deal, so hopefully it works out for him. But uh, I just don't see it, man. I—I don't—I don't know what it is. I just don't—I don't see like what do you say, like the it factor. I don't see that he's going to be the guy that takes him to the to the Stanley Cup. Right. Well, cool, man. Everybody, once again. Thank you for listening. We're very appreciative. Follow us on Twitter if you have not. Check out the FHN, the FHN.net. Check out the website. There's a lot of hockey news and other podcasts on there from other teams that uh, that you'll like because they're all good. And uh, do us a favor. Uh, give us a, a review on iTunes. We would greatly, greatly appreciate it. Hit the subscribe button and tune in for the next one. This is the Tomahawk, and we're out of here. <laughs>